getting, I think, an important day. He's been working constantly and a little under the weather. And this weather is not the most pleasant to be under. Happy snow day. And, yeah, I guess he is taking a snow day of sorts. Mm -hmm. But John is uh, sitting this one out, and this one is only about a 55-minute program with Mariner baseball coming up, the pregame show at noon. We will have our obligatory and maybe most enjoyable segment in the history of 1240 Joe radio programming, namely the Stephen Kwan audio update. We'll get to that as we go today. Thanks to, again, a, a great listener and Richard Gallagher, who has uh, yesterday we played the edited version that he put together of Tom Hamilton and the other broadcaster whose name slips my mind, but they were marveling over Juan's five for five game yesterday. I have not done this much, but you, I've had the MLB app, mm-hmm. TJ, and I've used it. But yesterday I used it with more diligence than ever before to follow Quan's last at bat. Mm-hmm. Do you use that a lot, the MLB app that has, you know, the the live game action, every pitch, the, the slider, 86 miles per hour, the location of it, ball one, one to know. I mean, it's amazing the, to me. The game the, day. The app. level of detail. The yeah, game, day, the game section. day section. Yeah, yeah. I was actually using it at the gym yesterday. Cause... So were you following that as I was when Quan did his thing, which we'll get to in a moment? Uh, I was, I w- for Quan, I was watching Twitter. For the Mariners, I was watching game day on my phone yesterday when so you're there. watching game day on your phone not the actual live no you're not watching the video stream of a game but you're getting every pitch accounted for so they black like major league baseball has this policy they'll black out the team in your market so we're in the mariners market so you cannot legally watch the mariners mm-hmm. through their app even if you have mlb tv so you have to follow either game day you can also listen to it too but I forgot my headphones, and I realized again today I did also forget my headphones, so I'll be watching more game day. Okay. Uh, okay actually, no, I'll be here. Who you'll be kidding? here, yeah. No, you're, you'll be you'll be able to watch it then in yeah, here, right? Yeah, I could, I'll, I'll find a way to watch I want to ask you here in a minute about the your thoughts about the Mariners' start, whether mm-hmm. you're excited, ambivalent, too early to have any opinion, so think about that for a second. I know where I, I, I guess I'm a little – I will say if it's okay – Slightly yeah. disappointed in the start, if that's okay to say. But it's you, okay. the, you, the longtime great Mariner fan, can tell me how wrong I am to be disappointed. So, uh, whatever the case, I'm just I watched quite a bit of yesterday's game and didn't really, wasn't really in love with what I saw mm-hmm. from a uh, bullpen standpoint. Uh, Romo came in and threw gas on the situation. I mean, it just mm-hmm. wasn't as good as I would have hoped yesterday. So we'll get to that in a moment. But the MLB app. It, it's fascinating. An entire ball game could be called with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, the the old days, and you you probably heard as a student of the game. You know that games back in the early days of radio, and even well into the, the radio era, would be broadcast. Road games would be done via ticker, or the the Western Union wire would send in results, mm-hmm. you know, you, and so the broadcast would be back in the studio, headphones on reading the wire. Jones grounds out to second Wilson homers to right roughing strikes out the side, whatever. I mean, you, but it would be batter to batter and you would get the result and the broadcaster then would act as though mm-hmm. he was calling the game live and he would be just sitting in a studio some things don't really change a whole lot. I mean, we were all kind of in that world last year, calling games within mm-hmm. a studio. Get In most cases, getting a video stream. But sometimes with a video stream, as bad as it was, I would rely on live stats more to tell me what the result mm-hmm. was and the count and various things. And the stats are ahead sometimes of the right. stream. they are. And sometimes you can get... Ooh, you might want to watch this next pitch to Jacob Melton. <laughs> <laughs> See something out of the corner of your eye. Oh, that looks pretty good. Exactly. So that was uh, that was the experience we were all thrown in. But watching the level of detail, TJ, on that MLB mm-hmm. game day app, it's remarkable. So there's an, another feature, too, outside of game day. So I can pull it up right now. Okay. But 
there's also a feed option, which feed kind of gives you a little more in-depth uh, in depth of what actually is like happening. So you can click, I'm going to click on something that's okay. going on right now. So Red Sox and Tigers sure. going on right now. I'm going to click on game day. Spencer Torkelson, by the way, got his first career hit today. Okay. So he's no him. Stephen Kwan, but good for no him. No Stephen Kwan. No, 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 no. No one actually No is. one is, ever. No, no one ever. No one <laughs> No one ever. I do have some. Uh, I have a couple of Stephen Kwan numbers that I made for Good. John's show this morning. Well, can, let, yeah, and let's. I uh, can talk about. Let's talk about this kind yeah. of in general terms. We'll take a break on this abbreviated mm-hmm. version. We're done at noon. When we come back, we'll have a Kwan package, audio numbers, mm-hmm. various, and hope that we're doing that just about every day this year on the Joe Beaver Show. So, what are you looking at? So, on okay, that so we have our so in the game day feed option right you click it i have it all open we have these like five tabs on the bottom all the way on the right on the mlb app you have videos so you can go like your video uh, i just pulled it up and torque's first hit is the first video that auto plays for me it looks like it's the double a double into right center so it's not live video but they they immediately archive things and Cut you can choose yep. them okay yep. and watch them so and then i have this feed option feed isn't like super specific but let's say someone hits a home run right um, so I can see that when Javier Baez doubled in the top of the fourth inning, he hit the ball at 111 miles an hour, and the ball traveled 354 feet in the air. So all the stat cast live. numbers come yeah. almost instantaneously. Yeah. And this is just the MLB app. If you want to okay. go even more, so Baseball Savant is one of my favorite websites run through Major League Baseball. You can They have like live game feeds where they will trap or track like every pitch, speed, like tilt, uh, mm-hmm. spin rate, et cetera, of all these pitches. And I know like a guy like Aaron Goldsmith will have that up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you watch that for when, you know, the ball leaves the bat instantly. I have launch angle, how far it went, mm-hmm. what it was off the bat. It's right. it's true. It's truly fascinating. A lot of ways to like watch a game. Then you have, you know, summary, scoring, box score, game day. It's really mm-hmm. great. You're right. You could call a whole game just off your phone. Yeah, no, you certainly could. And they, they the powers that be, may at some point decide that, that's the best way to go and just put put the broadcasters in one you know big studio uh, one area or mm-hmm. or create a studio at their home mm-hmm. okay and here you go use your phone and here's the and you can call the games i i hope it doesn't come to that yeah but uh, roxy was telling me and in the past there have been games where <laughs> roxy laughingly has said they sent uh, ESPN will fly him out to the East to do a game, and then he's coming home to do a game at either Stanford or Cal, and he lives right there in San Mateo. And they don't send him to the game that he's 15 minutes from. They just, but they fly him back to Boston or mm-hmm. whatever for a game, and now he's 15 minutes away, and he just does the game from a studio or his house. Yeah, and and as you go up like the higher levels, they really like accommodate you. You have like three different angles. You have a giant box score. Mm-hmm. You talk to your producer. You know, it, it looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just not the same though. You got to be there. You got to hear the crack at the back. It isn't quite the same. Before we break on what is, uh, again, an abbreviated version and hope that John feels better very soon. I'm not sure how the place can even survive his absence. Uh, he's probably, even in his uh, uh, you know, trying to rest a little bit and get better, he probably still is involved with st- station issues and various other things in programming that are on his plate, but I hope that he's just trying to sleep it out a little bit and, and feel better soon. Quick question for you. Before we break, we'll come back. And we have open phones, by the way. Dave teased us with a text yesterday. GM for the Orioles or something was going to be on the show. Uh, Dave, I didn't know what show you meant. I am assuming Mad Dog, Sirius XM. So if that was the case or some Orioles show that you were listening to or watching to and have information about Adley, Dave from outside Sandy yesterday's text was so eloquent, I thought, when he said, Stephen Kwan doing what he's doing was sort of the last thing that he ever would have thought of that mm-hmm. of that group coming out collectively in 18, that great 18 team. Now, Adley had another year and was the National Player of the Year the following year in 19, but that national championship group, if, if fans were pulled as to say, who's going to be setting major league records when their debut hits, you might have thought about Adley or Madrigal or... Yeah, Somebody else, Larnick with power numbers, or, you know, I'm just not sure that Kwani would have been the first of the, the people that would have said, oh, either either Madrigal or Stephen Kwan. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure Kwan's name would have entered that equation. 
really at all in polling even the most ardent Quan fans in terms of how he's splashed onto the scene mm-hmm. so dramatically. And we're going to come back and highlight his his triple yesterday and the numbers you have in a moment. But we have other things you want to talk to. I'm just inviting Dave to give us an Adley update. If you guys want to talk about uh, transfer portals, coaches, hirings, uh, anything else you want to jump in with today, spring football, 497-5356. Do you have a correspondent covering for you since you can't be at spring football? I was football? there for the first hour. No, so no, I will be. Okay. I'll be getting some information from people who stayed. Like anything that. interesting to you in that first hour? Um, no, not necessarily. A certain amount of guys out. You know, Jaden Grant still out. Rajon Wright out. Damian Martinez. He has looked as good as advertised. Wow, good. he really does. Good. He looks like he's really could challenge for that number one spot. We're gonna take a call here on the Downward Dog phone line. Then take a quick break. Four nine seven fifty three fifty six is the number to call. Four nine seven five three five six. Let me take a look here, real quick. Okay, we can take Dave before the break since it was our request. All request radio means we are making the request and asking you to supply that you are not calling and say, please play, make your own kind of music, which was featured in a film that I saw last night. Doc, TJ, I got to say, you know, for me to, to come away from something such as the treasure of the Sierra Madre or the third man or Casablanca or the 39 steps and watch what I watched last night, it's a big step for me, an important step as you and others try to bring me into the modern age. Have you heard of the film Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds? No, I've not. It's new. It's new, and I watched it. I, I don't watch a lot of new movies. I mean, Good nothing really. Nothing really. I'm I'm gonna say nothing really. Not that I don't watch new movies. I don't really watch. I'm trying to just think of like things that I would want to. Like I will go to the movie theater and watch Star Wars, new Star Wars, yeah, for right. example. Uh, that, an event. An event, yes. But like, I, don't know, I watch Avengers. But otherwise, I mean, okay, mm, I don't, not I don't like know, me, not like yeah. my old love for the old films yeah. and studying them yeah. and all that. Okay, I'll rewatch Caddyshack a hundred thousand. Okay, times. no, you got favorites that you love and yeah. watch over and over. Good yeah. for you, free guy. About the video gaming world and a video game and and stuff going on within games, I stuff I've never played. I know not that world at all. I liked it. It was entertaining. It was an entertaining concept. Artificial intelligence, all that. Anybody else seen it? I, I kind of liked it, but I watched it last night, hoping that I could have a conversation with you or other young people about it, so I'm going to have to find somebody else. I don't think Dave's seen Free Guy. <laughs> We're going to get to him in just a second. But I do want to get your thoughts about the Mariners mm-hmm. after we visit with Dave and before we break, because I, I'm slightly disappointed and even concerned, but we'll see. Let's go to Tumwater. And Dave, I, I assume, was I correct in assuming when you said the GM's going to be on the show, what show and what did you hear? Yeah, I was rushing to get something to you, you and John, quickly. Uh, Mike Elias, who was the Orioles' GM, mm-hmm. was in the broadcast booth oh. uh, for, I'm going to say, the third inning Okay. Uh, in yesterday, yesterday's home opener. So most of the discussion was talking about, you know, the new labor agreement. They moved the fences out in left field which is um, a very they're never going to get any free agent pitchers unless they make that less uh, of a bandbox. It's still the prettiest ballpark yes, in the big beautiful. leagues, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But uh, and, and they're talking about the rules changes. <laughs> ben, it was so funny. It wasn't Melanie Newman. It was one of the other guys because in that crew, much like the Mariners, it's a rotate, sometimes they're on TV, sometimes mm-hmm. they're on radio. And I can't remember the guy who was uh, interviewing him, but he said, so he goes through this series of questions <laughs> then it was funny he says okay i gotta ask a question i know you're tired of hearing it but i can't do an interview without raising the question about the status of adley rutschman so i just i just jotted down some uh, okay. quick notes good uh, he says look we've, we've got our fingers crossed uh, elias says but adley's making a, a very positive uh, progression with his rehab I think everyone knows he injured his tricep. Uh, he apparently showed up even a hit. This is so Adley. You know, there's, there's a day when people report to camp. He was there ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that that would surprise anyone. Uh, and he got hurt, of course. Uh, uh, a lot, I got in quotes. 
terrible timing, Elias says, but everyone expects a, a full healing. Uh, it's no it's no major permanent mm-hmm. setback, and they expect him to be playing again in the next couple of weeks. Now, the, uh, <laughs> the play-by-play man being a company man probably at that point didn't want to press the matter any further. But the very demeanor of the interviewer suggests to me but there's, as, as my own experience, having been in Florida last week, indicates uh, the fan base is getting restive. They understand the, the gamesmanship that goes on with extending the clock for top press prospects uh, like that. And they've got several others. I mean, the, the Orioles farm team, farm system is, is really uh, is on a noticeable uptick. But he didn't ask about when they might see Adley in the lineup uh, in Baltimore. But that's, uh, and so he, he didn't ask that question much as he wanted to, mm-hmm. as much as I wanted to hear him. But that's my Adley update okay. listening to the Orioles baseball broadcast. Okay. Dave, thanks for that. We're going to break and talk to young TJ here about his Mariners after a quick timeout and the Stephen Kwan update. Dave, I don't know what you, did you have an encounter that didn't go well with him? I mean, you said he wasn't your favorite player or one of your favorite players, and, and that's fine. But I'm curious, what, I mean, he's such a great kid. I, I mean, what, what went on with respect to that? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, so it, uh, Paul is my witness because we were there together the day after the national championship. Uh, Paul and I got the bright idea of going over to the hotel where the team's going to get on the bus to the airport. Yeah. And, uh, and we were just going to, you know, just say hi to the guys, give them a round of applause when mm-hmm. they came out of the hotel and got on the bus. And everyone, Pat Casey, I mean, Pat Bailey, uh, they, they, they stopped, had pictures taken with me and Paul. All the other guys are coming. We're giving them high fives mm-hmm. and saying, hey, thanks for coming out. And then Stephen Kwan just kind of comes out. We, you know, we say, hi, great job. And he just, he just looked right through us, didn't even make a nod in our gesture. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, that's, uh, I, I felt like I, you know, yeah. he, I, he was under no obligation to me. I, I understand that, but. Since everyone else seemed to be glad to see people seeing them off on the way to the airport, just left me with kind of a sour impression of the guy because I felt like I'd been big-timed or big-footed, as the expression goes. (laughs) And uh, Paul Blackburn is my witness. Well, you know, guys, I mean, that said, you, you, Dave, I'm sure uh, are appreciative of the – the not always knowing in, in each moment exactly what the shot is or exactly what the circumstances are. So I'm hoping that in your heart and your in your spirit, you will find a way to get beyond it and still be happy and cheer for the kid who I think has represented Oregon State extremely well. We have no idea the context of him coming out. There may have even been an element, quite honestly, thinking back about that. He was hurt and wasn't on the field those last couple of, you know, the, those games, not able to, to contribute into the joyous occasion as much. Maybe there was some ambivalence there about that. You know, who knows what kind of encounter he might have just had in the hotel before he came out to the bus. Those, these are things that I'm hoping that all of us can take, and I'm not saying you should. I'm just hoping you can see through that because I think the way he's conducted himself, the way he carries himself, the type of person that he is, that strikes me as contrary to the character of the man that I, I knew when he played here and that he certainly sounds humble and thankful for all the things he experienced as a beaver and indebted to so many people here that he talks about freely. I'm hoping you can find a way to maybe say, hey, we might have caught him at a bad moment. You know, Mike, that's very well stated, and thank you for uh, for helping me. <laughs> uh, not that this, this wasn't yeah. a life-changing event. No, I, mean, I got if, you. If it hadn't, it probably would have never come up except for the <laughs> unbelievable start he had. But you're absolutely right. You never know where you're going to catch people at a particular mm-hmm. time. It was just, and particularly since he hadn't been on the field the night before, he might have thought, well, you know, everyone else was, maybe he didn't think he was the full contributor, everyone else, in bringing that title home. Right. So I appreciate that. That's very helpful advice. As I said yesterday, though, Mike, I'm rooting for the guy. Sure, I I know. I know. He just just wasn't, because of that little encounter, he's not my... Yeah, uh, he's not my favorite. Well, as opposed to Adley, who I've seen down in Florida, he comes over, signs autographs. So everyone's different. Yep. But I appreciate the counsel, Mike. Very well stated. <laughs> Thanks so much. We'll move on. Okay. From here. Thanks a lot, Dave. Good talking to you. Let's break on that note. Uh, if you'd like to jump in with anything, 
Uh, 497-5356, 497-5356, the Downward Dog phone line, the University Honda text line, the same number, 497-5356. Or you can take Jim Beecham, who tried three times and had the unfortunate experience with uh, the late, great Mickey Mantle when he approached Mickey at a batting cage when Beecham was playing in, in uh in the minor leagues, it was a, but he was up with a big club taking BP before an exhibition game and uh, approached Mickey, uh, his hero, and said, hey, my brother played high school football against your brother, and I just wanted to shake your hand. You've been my favorite player for a long time. And the Mick gives it the grumpy. He just stared at him, just looked at him and stared at him and didn't say anything, not like thank you or nice to meet you, just looked at him and went, went back to whatever it is the Mick was doing. So Beecham said, well, I chalked it up to catching him on a, on a bad day. Tried it again uh, the following season or a couple of weeks later. I think the following year, he trotted out his little speech again about, hey, my brother played high school football with your brother, and uh, and my name's Jim Beecham, and you're a hero of mine, Mickey, and it's nice to meet you. And again, just a cold stare with no response from number seven. And so Beecham said, well, and because he's, he's his hero, Mickey, I, I'm going to, he, he, he chalked that one up too and said, well, I guess I just caught Mickey on mm-hmm. bad days two years in a row. So another spring training, another exhibition game between the Braves and Yankees and a third try one more time. Beecham had kind of made the big league club now and he's not, he's no Mickey Mantle, but he's not a bad hitter and ball player either. So he tries one more time. <laughs> it. It makes me sad and laugh at the same time just because the Mick was at least consistent. He goes to Mick one more time, and according to Beecham, trotted out this speech again. Like maybe, you know, he's thinking maybe Mick's hung over badly, you know, <laughs> maybe, who knows, on both occasions, and just it didn't compute. He didn't hear him. He did, didn't attend to him. So Beecham gave Mickey the little speech one more time about his brother playing high school football with your brother and then. And Mickey turned and stared Jim straight in the face and said, and I'm going to clean up the language, but turned and looked at Jim Beecham and said, who gives a rip? (laughs) Now, yeah, you laugh. I kind of laugh, too. It makes me cringe as well. And the Mick himself, later in years, that's why there was some contrition on his part. Mm -hmm. Later in his career, when he was dying, he sat down in an interview with Bob Costas and talked about how he wished he had a lot of things back, and I think that's part of it. He was a good teammate, Jim Bouton even in Ball 4, where this anecdote is reported. Mm-hmm. Bouton said Mick was, he, you know, he, he was a fun guy to be around. Bigger than life, incredible personality in terms of the guys and just being a, the man's man and the leader and the bell cow of those great Yankee teams. And Mickey Mantle, for crying out loud, Mickey Mantle. But... Bouton's conclusion after Beecham told that story is that Mick had that side in him too. Mm-hmm. He was he was not the easiest guy to, to to be around or get along with. You just don't know. I mean, right? a lot of these guys, especially these pro athletes, they've have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds yep. of people coming up to them. With every stories single like day. that, yeah, yeah, every day. I mean, yeah. but it, and then at some point you're like, I just got to go do my thing. Right. Sorry, Beecham. Then you know walked away. You know that was it. I don't think mm-hmm. he tried it a fourth time. No, because Mickey gave him the clear "Who gives a rip" statement. But it's sad. And I'll, all, I, all I, I offer that to say, Stephen Kwan is not Mickey Mantle. If you try it again, if you go see the Guardians and the Mariners uh, at uh, T-Mobile Park and see Stephen walking in right field and you say, hey, Stephen, 2018, go Beavs. If he just stares at you or yells, who gives the Mickey Mantle? I mean, yeah, then, then maybe you, you're on to something. But uh, he won't. I, I don't know what that moment was all about, for mm-hmm. Stephen, but I'm so happy for him. We're going to take a break. Paul's on the line, but we need to get a break in here. We'll come back with some Quan audio next. 1240 Joe Radio. Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation change? Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. When we work together, we'll focus on what's important to you. We'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today, 541 758 
Edward Jones, member SIPC. Hey, this is Randy Holmes. We're still getting fired up down here at the Anchor Beaver Grill. Introducing Throwdown Thursday with country line dancing beginning at 8 p.m. Can't dance but want to learn? They'll teach you a new dance every week. Don't forget our Tuesday night trivia beginning at 7 o'clock. Wednesday nights featuring all-you-can-eat spaghetti dinner for 7 bucks, And get the best prime rib dinner in town every Friday night. So let's get fired up and have some fun down here at the Anchor Beaver on 4th Street in downtown Corvallis. Whether you're looking for your first job or an exciting career change, at NTech, we're looking for you. NTech is growing and offers entry-level wages starting at $19 to $23 an hour, as well as excellent pay and benefit opportunities for established professionals, immediate full benefit eligibility, health insurance, 401k, life and disability, tuition reimbursement, and so much more. Career opportunities from entry-level to professional are available. To start enjoying the career you've always wanted, visit entek.com, ntech.com, and click the Careers tab. We're excited to meet you. Here at locally owned and operated Alirica Networks, we use the same service you do, so you can be rest assured that you're getting the very best internet service, whether for home, business, or enterprise. At Alirica, we make sure that each of our valued customers gets the plan that best fits their needs. So whether you require basic service or faster speeds for gaming or HD video streaming, we will make sure to match you with the plan that works best for your home or business. Alirica Networks always goes the extra mile. Give us a call or find out more at Alirica.net. It's a party, and it's every Friday night at Highland Bowl. Thunder Alley! It starts at 10 and runs until 1230. Check out the black lights and glow and bowl to your favorite music. Thunder Alley! It includes unlimited bowling, shoes, and prizes for just 12 bucks. Call now and reserve your lane for Thunder Alley! Every Friday night from 10 until 1230. We set them up, you knock them down. Highland Bowl! Highland Bowl, 9th Street, Corvallis. Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. If you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see the Unified Insurance Group, 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team, always putting you first. If you've been putting off that home remodeling project but have finally decided to take a leap and get it done, Corvallis Floor Covering can help. Stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, laminate, tile, wood, and vinyl flooring and window coverings from all the popular brands. Corvallis Floor Covering is at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local. Shop Corvallis Floor Covering. And go Beeves! Well, here in 2022, the Chicago White Sox are one of the best teams in the American League Central, and the Mariners take a look at Chicago here on the south side of Chicago this afternoon. The Mariners and the White Sox get ready for game one of the three-game series. I'm Rick Riz, along with Gary Hill, Jr. It should be a fun series. 110 first pitch. We take the air at noon on your Mariners station. Rookie Matt Brash makes his major league debut on the mound for the Mariners. Pre-game starts at noon on Joe. And that would be today, and we're going to send it to the guys, uh, the Mariner broadcast team, at noon for the pregame show. And Matt Brash, which I'm hoping to learn a little bit about from TJ here in a moment. We're going to we're still working on getting the Quan file, the audio file, queued up. In the meantime, TJ's done some more research on the incredible beginnings to Stephen's career. A record-setting beginning on base 15 times in four games. And no one in their first four games has ever gotten on base as many times as Stephen Kwan. Got a text from a listener saying that SportsCenter was all over it uh, last night. I'm not sure if it was Neil Everett, uh, if you can, you know, whether it was, because Neil would have a feel for, but he said whoever, I'm not sure it was Neil, because uh, the texter said that the SportsCenter anchor was all over Quan and the accomplishments and talked about how he came out of the Oregon State baseball powerhouse, which features the likes of Adley Rutschman and Trevor Larnick and others. So thank you for that, Steve, for the text. And we'll see if we can bring uh, the audio to life here in a moment before we go to Paul. This is a short clip, Paul, so hang on. Tell me when it's ready to go, Doc. Is this the one from yesterday, which to me, following it pitch by pitch by pitch. When I saw the result on this, I felt like I was at the ballpark cheering him on. Is this it? 
This would be from the top of the eighth inning yesterday. He hadn't gotten a hit yet and <laughs> came to the plate with the bases loaded in the top of the eighth inning, two outs, two strikes, etc. Uh, almost Okay, let's hear it. Two down, two strikes, bases loaded, and Stephen Kwan at the plate. Now the one-two. And he swings and lines it to right. Base hit down the line, into the corner. That'll clear him. Miller scores. Clement scores. Straw scores. In with a sliding triple is Stephen Kwan. Oh, my. At this rate, he'll have a statue out in front of the ballpark on 9th Street by Memorial Day. A two-out, three-run triple down the right field line with two strikes. What? Oh, what a series. First Major League Series and Stephen Kwan went 9 for 13 and was on base a Major League record 15 times in his first four Major League games. Amazing stuff. It's incredible. It is. And we're going to get, you have some other addendums yes, on it. We'll I get do. to in a second. But wow, Tom Hamilton and the, just beside himself making the call. <laughs> so the joy in his voice and the joy Quan's bringing to the Guardians fans. And it makes me, it makes me think of the fans in Major League, the devoted ones, those uh, people out in the bleachers are falling in love with Stephen Kwan. Let's go to Paul on the Downward Dog phone line. Good morning, Paul. Hey, good morning, Mike. Hey, yeah. Uh, uh, my take on what, you know, Stephen Kwan walking past us in Omaha just wasn't quite the same as Dave's. You know, I just, I thought he was a little subdued because he didn't really get to contribute that much, mm-hmm. even though mm-hmm. I think later uh, Pat Casey said he was the number one cheerleader and the uh, and, uh, exciting guy, the excitement guy, you know, for the sure. rest of the team, you know, sure. because he couldn't get in on the action. You know, when Larnick hit the home run against Arkansas in game two, and it's a video we've probably all watched two or 3,000 times, if not more, when Larnick hits the home run to give the Beavers the lead in the ninth, Quan hurdles, yeah, he, he kind of vaults himself over the dugout fence in front of the dugout and then comes up, if you remember, he's kind of hobbling around a little bit after he made that maneuver. So he, he was... You know, that moment required a complete commitment to it, no matter how much pain it caused to greet Larnick and to celebrate the win. But he was clearly not 100 percent. And and maybe just maybe, you know, getting on the bus with all the celebration going on. I have no idea. Uh, I just know he's a good young man and a gracious kid and a humble kid who I don't think would purposely say, I'm just going to ignore you or go Mickey Mantle on you. And and I don't think that any of us realize since then how hard he's had to work to get where he's at today. Mm-hmm. I mean, I bet you he just put in hours and hours and hours of batting practice and film and, and, and weight room stuff just to get to where he's at right now. Yeah, uh, no question, Paul. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you called that, called up your and shared your own perspective of it. And I, you know, I know Dave and his heart is pro- pulling for Quan to be uh, to continue this amazing run, it's really exciting, isn't it? Can't do anything but enhance Oregon State's yeah. reputation. No doubt. Thanks, Paul, for the call. So, speaking of which, what do you got? Uh, you said you, you've done some other numbers or researched it out. What do you got? Well, first, just sit back and listen to this one. I saw this one this morning before I wrote what I had yesterday. Stephen Quan has reached base safely 15 times in the first four games of his career. Here are uh, a few active players who have never reached base 15 times in any four-game stretch of their career. Ready? Yes. Miguel Cabrera, Joey Votto, Freddie Freeman, Andrew McCutcheon, Nelson Cruz. uh, Three MVPs in that list. (laughs) So it's unprecedented in a lot of ways. So what else? That's new. That's a new one. Mm -hmm. What else do you got? Okay, so no player uh, in... Major League Baseball history. When you do something like that, that's pretty impressive. 15 times in four games. Everyone knows that. Uh, he's also, uh, by default, the first player in Major League history to reach base three-plus times in each of his first four games. He has seen 82 pitches in his four-game career so far, has swung at 26 of them, 
has yet to swing and miss a single time. Uh, he has, uh, between spring training and the regular season, he's been to the plate 53 combined times, uh, and he has yet to strike out once. It's just unbelievable. It is. That's yeah. pre- it's pretty historic stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was never once a top 100 prospect. Not one time. And a great thing I saw on Twitter, not like not to throw shade at Nick Madrigal at all, right, but right. the thing I saw was <coughs> looking at Oregon State, it's Stephen Kwan in the big league so far is what everyone thought Nick Madrigal would be. And even though Nick Madrigal <laughs> has gotten up early, he's had success so yes. far. But at least to the start, it's like, oh, Quan is doing what everyone thinks Nick Madrigal is going to do yeah, when they and, drafted him fourth overall. And as we all know, and as Quan himself knows best, variance and, and the, the the things that can happen. Madrigal has done it at a long, you know, did it at a nice long stretch for mm-hmm. the White Sox, helped them go to the playoffs. I, I don't know what his start is. I haven't followed each box score with the Cubs yet. There are, let's see, four... Quanti's got 158 games left, mm-hmm. and so does Madrigal and everybody else. We'll see how it plays mm-hmm. out. But while we can, we are celebrating this yeah, it's, unprecedented it's historic. start. Historic. And the biggest thing, Quan has also had a little bit of power to his game as well. Um, he hit so more he 12, home runs. Yeah, 12 more, home runs last year right? in the minors. When I read that, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. 12 when I read that he minors. hit 12 last year, uh, did he really and hit 12? That's pretty good. So baseball savant, as I mentioned, they they track a lot of stats. A stat they track is barrels. Mm-hmm. By barrel meaning a, a baseball. So whenever you hit a baseball, baseball savant has an expected batting average on what they expect. The, they expect that ball to be a hit, a, I don't know, 550. You're expected to have a 550 average when you hit a ball with this combination of launch angle, exit velocity, not uh, not direction. It's just those two. So Nick Madrigal for his career has two. And Stevens Kwan's first four games, he already has one. Yeah. Wow. So that uh, mm-hmm. another thing lighting the, right. the comparison of those two. And if Kwan can hit 15 home runs in the big oh leagues, my gosh. that increases his value just tenfold. And that's if he continues not to strike out, which he has right. not done. Well, it's fun. All I'm saying is we're reveling in it. Guardians fans are these numbers that talk about the unprecedented nature. It's so it's great fun, and we hope we hope that we are compelled to have a Quan update every day on the Joe Beaver Show. I you get the sense at nine for thirteen through four that it's going to be hard to sustain that through the next four. But he's already, you know, for for what uh, for Tom Hamilton to say, but at this rate they'll have a statue of him outside of the ballpark before Memorial Day. He has a couple more weekends like that, maybe, maybe. It's really, it's just awesome. I'm so happy for him, for for the Oregon State family, but just for Stephen and his family, and as Paul alluded to, all the work that he's put in to defy the expectations mm-hmm. as he's done his entire career to not be a top 100 prospect, and mm-hmm. now here he is lighting it up at the major league level. I mean, it, and it is a long season. Yes, there there's a lot to balance, but. There, there's been – I've seen a lot of talk, especially preseason when he was having a good spring training, that he could definitely compete for the AL Rookie of the Year award in a stacked field. Let's break uh, – let's take a break, Doc, and uh, we'll come back and wrap it up. I want to talk about your Mariners next on 1240 Joe Radio. If you've been putting off that home remodeling project but have finally decided to take a leap and get it done, Corvallis Floor Covering can help. Stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, laminate, tile, wood, and vinyl flooring and window coverings from all the popular brands. Corvallis Floor Covering is at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local. Shop Corvallis Floor Covering. And go Beeves! Kraken Cards combines the worlds of sports, cards, and games to bring a fresh take on your local game store. Kraken Cards in downtown Corvallis carries sports cards, Pokemon cards, MTG cards, and more. If you're into sports cards and games, Kraken Cards is for you. OSU fans, Kraken Cards has a dedicated Oregon State alumni box just for you. Kraken Cards, 114 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. KrakenSportsCards.com, your connection to everything fun. 
Level up your quesadilla game at Qdoba with their new cheese-crusted quesadillas. Crisp things up a notch and add a golden crispy cheese crust to the outside of your quesadilla. Talk about cheese on cheese on cheese. And customize your cheese-crusted quesadilla masterpiece with any of their flavorful proteins, zesty salsas, handcrafted guac, and of course, more cheese. Make your world more flavorful and try the new cheese-crusted quesadillas today. Stop by or order now at Qdoba.com or in the app. If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. And go be. Don't let your aches and pains sideline your outdoor aspirations this spring. I'm Dana Hughes, physical therapist and board-certified orthopedic specialist. I'm pleased to be accepting new patients at Sweetgrass Physical Therapy and Wellness in Corvallis by the market of choice. Did you know you're free to choose your own physical therapist? At Sweetgrass, you'll experience expert care in a relaxed and friendly atmosphere. Scheduling and billing are hassle-free. For more information, visit our website, sweetgrasspt.com. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Hi, this is Jake the Glassman. If you need your windshield repaired or replaced, you don't need to call that 800 number. Give me a call. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. You can depend on Middleton Heating for all your heating, cooling, venting, and sheet metal needs. Have you cleaned your dryer vents this year? If not, call Middleton. Their trained technicians will inspect and clean your dryer venting system with the Rotobrush Vent Cleaning Machine. Plus, they can make any needed repairs for optimum efficiency. Clean dryer vents prevent fires, increase drying efficiency, prevent mold, and increase the life of your dryer. Give Middleton a call to schedule today online at middletonheating.net. If you're an experienced modeler, or maybe you're just starting out, Trump's Hobbies is there to help. Trump's carries the latest in RC cars, boats, airplanes, and helicopters, plus drones, model trains, fantasy games, paints, parts, and supplies. Trump's is an old-fashioned hobby shop that's been around answering questions and fixing problems since 1972. Build it, drive it, fly it. Trump's Hobbies in the Timber Hill Shopping Center in Corvallis, bringing enjoyment to life. 1240 Joe Radio. Coming up at noon, Mariner baseball. Before we get to that in itself, the ultimate Mariners fan lives in our market, lives right here. Now, Michael in Lebanon, Michael in Lebanon, please call when you hear TJ's take if you're listening. Michael and you, TJ, may share that deep bond and love for the Mariners much, as much as any people have been mm-hmm. around in this community. So I want to hear TJ's take on Seattle's start here in a moment. But Jim has called on the Downward Dog phone line. Let's go to Jim first and see what's on his mind. Jim, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, I just wanted to thank you for yesterday because we were listening to your show and you were talking about Kwani playing. So we came and turned the TV on. I didn't know we got the MLB network. <laughs> I hit the guide and, and the, we got the Cleveland feed. So we got to see, we got to see him fly, uh, uh, pop out. Mm-hmm. I think it was his first or second at bat, and then he, he walked and scored. But he, yeah, I don't know if you guys knew, but he also he dropped a, a fly ball in left field. Quick question on um, that. Quick question on that. Yeah. I when I study, I heard that, and I studied the box score, and he was not charged with an error, evidently for it though. So was well, it he a, charged what? the ball, Mike, and I okay. think he lost it in the sun, and he kind of he kind of hesitated, and then by the time he got there. He was short of the ball, but it did tip off his glove. So, um, I mean, it's it's all in obviously how you score it, but I yes. think they could have gone either way on it because okay. he misplayed it because I think he lost it in the sun. Okay, so he is and, a human uh, being. Uh, it, it, it didn't, uh, but it was not, I don't know if the announcers talked about it. Did they say, oh, they're going to give him a hit on that? Because I looked at the box score. There was one error for Cleveland, and it was an error on a throw by somebody, not not on that play yes. on Quan. Yeah, there was an error on the throw, but I uh, we we didn't have the the audio on because okay. we were listening to you guys on your show, um, and it, we popped in and out with the audio, and 
you know, obviously when he came up in the uh, the eighth with mm-hmm. bases loaded and two outs and two strikes, then I did turn the audio on. Yeah. And uh, it was it was a thrill to see him get that uh, that triple and just I mean the obviously exuberant jumping up and down on third base and all of that. Was and cool, I imagine so. the Guardians dugout not seeing that part of it, but the Guardians players, the grizzled veterans and others, and a longtime baseball man and Terry Francona. I mean, I, I don't know if the cameras got a shot of the, the way the guys would react to that moment for Stephen. But this weekend has got to just be a delight for Terry and for some of those guys and, and Steven's teammates to watch what the kid's doing. Well, it was it was cool to watch the end of it and watch him interacting with the players. And, you know, the, with the two-hop time jump when you run into each other, yeah. they didn't even have that time very well because they hadn't played long enough right. together to time it down. So it was kind of funny watching all of that. Yeah. But, I mean, we, we have tickets to baseball and everything, and we've seen you there, Mike, and stuff. But uh, So we we try to follow them, but I, I was, I'm was i a little embarrassed. I didn't even know we got the MLB Network, and, <laughs> and you could choose either feed, either KC or, or Cleveland. So, of course, we chose yeah. uh, the Cleveland guys. So, But it, it was it was just uh, just fantastic to see him do that. So Thank you so much for sharing that, Jim. Thank you. My pleasure. See you at Thanks, the ballpark guys. this week. Uh, Busy week coming up Thursday, Beaver Baseball Friday, Beaver Baseball Saturday, Beaver Baseball. But Saturday morning, 930, Parker Plaza, uh, the Inflatables, the Face Painters, all a lot of festivities and activities in the plaza ahead of the spring game. I learned this morning, and I look forward to it. I'll be involved with a Q&A with Scott Barnes and Jonathan Smith in the Toyota Club beginning around 1015. You're all invited. It's free. Come on up to the Toyota Club. And it'll be a Q&A session, getting an update on how spring's gone from Jonathan's perspective, the completing research project, which you'll get a, a pretty good look at from the Toyota Club when you come up. Uh, come up. Uh, Scott Barnes and Jonathan, That's it's all free, getting underway at 9.30 Saturday morning. Okay, TJ. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do I feel just, I shouldn't, mm-hmm. but a twinge of disappointment. Am I right to? Do you feel any of that? What are your thoughts about the start? Uh, twinge of disappointment, I think, is fair. I, I try. I, I'm I'm trying to hold myself to not really make any judgments for at least a month. Right. Need right. A, a good sample size of games. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved what I saw from Robbie Ray on opening day. Mm-hmm. That's what. That if there's anything they they needed the most. I mean, the lineup was too thin last year. They didn't have consistent enough starting pitching as well. So it was like, okay, in the off season, they're going to add a bat or two. Uh, which they got two, not the two they wanted, but they still got a pretty good one. Who are the two one. they added? Uh, well, Jesse Winker, Eugenio Suarez from the Reds. Okay. Um, so those were the two big ones, right? But uh, let's go back to opening day. Yeah. And we have, you know, Robbie Ray, a true front-line starter, right? Yes. He might not be up at the level of Max Scherzer, but he won the Cy Young last year. And they, they need a guy that they're going to trot out there for 30 starts, and they know more often than not six, seven innings, mm-hmm. one run, and that's exactly what he gave him on opening day and a big key to winning the first two games. I liked what I saw from Logan Gilbert as well. He struggled a little bit early in the second game, but he talked a lot about during spring training, his like retooled stuff, his sliders a little tighter. He worked with Jacob deGrom, who has a pretty good slider himself um, in the offseason and worked on that and looked really good in his finish. Um Otherwise, you know, they, they won a couple of really close games that looked just shockingly like last year. I mean, right. uh, utterly like the clutch stuff. close, like nail-biting right. stuff, and then losing the final two games by not mm-hmm. very much, which is pretty much what they did last year. Yeah. A lot of close games, lost some, some more lopsided games. Um, probably try not to drive too many conclusions from the lineup early because – a lot of guys aren't really hitting. Uh, Jesse Winker, I think, has a couple hits. It's cold. Who, who, really yeah, cold it is back cold. there. It's tough. Yeah. yeah uh, Julio got his first hit on Saturday. It was cool. He scored the the game-tying run on Saturday, helping them go to a win, let off the game, let off the ninth inning with a double. That was cool to see. The smile's still not off his face. Right. That's like he, he's not going to get budged, even though he's gotten called out on strikes, I think, already five times in four games. Mm-hmm. Unlike Juan. Yeah, unlike Juan. Uh, he will strike out a little bit. I mean, Jared's got his first hit, um, got it on Sunday. I think it was like a little 50-foot pop-up in the mm-hmm. infield. But you, you'll take it Absolutely. When, you're, when you're struggling. He's back in the lineup today. Uh, just pretty inconsistent, but it, it was kind of get a hard to read. And we got to remember, like, they had a shortened spring, too, shorter than normal. 
especially with pitchers. Pitchers aren't really stretched out a whole bunch. Um, and, it, you know, sometimes it takes teams a while to get into a groove. So I, and it, I know what I saw last year. They won 90 games, and they looked like terrible for the first two and a half months of the season. I remember watching games in June. There's a two-game series with the Padres in June where the, the Mariners just looked outmatched in every capacity. They didn't look like a team that was going to win 90 games, and they just got bombarded, and the Mariners finished 12 games ahead of the Padres mm-hmm. okay. at the end of the season. So yeah. I, tr- I try not to... To, to really read too much. I'm, I'm like you, just a twinge bit disappointed in, in a opening day split of how they could have played. Well, I got you. And the one thing yesterday in yesterday's ball game that was disappointing, it's situational, but, <clears throat> and, and this happens to everybody, mm-hmm. including teams that make a really high priority with Julio Rodriguez getting on, stealing second, going to third on an error. And he's at third with nobody out yep. and stays there. Yep. I didn't think the at-bats following Julio were particularly, well, they weren't good. Well, they didn't score a run, but I just thought, yeah, I mean, I think Raleigh struck out. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you got to put the ball in play. You yeah. got to find a way to get that guy home from third with nobody out. Yeah, they did that a few times. They didn't really have great situational at-bats all weekend. They left a lot of guys on base. Most of the runs they scored were on home runs. Mostly Mitch Hanniger, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the okay. most part. Okay, uh, you know, a double here and there. Uh, Adam Frazier hit the ball pretty hard most of the weekend. New acquisition from the Pirates too. That's another bat to look out for. New leadoff hitter, which I really like him at that leadoff spot. Um, a lot of stuff not finding grass. They did hit some balls hard, but yeah, I do agree that the situational stuff in the first four okay. games was not great. Now, give us since we're going to hear about it here in a minute officially from mm-hmm. the guys, Gary. Uh, whether Aaron's on the call, I have no, I don't know. It's hard to follow the Mariners sometimes in terms of who is in what booth, uh-huh. but I think Gary and Rick and maybe Aaron and Dave. Aaron, Aaron was on yesterday. <coughs> was he? he? Was, yeah. On the radio for yeah, a while? He was, okay, yeah. Good. He was there. They, I didn't hear him early. Yeah. I like him. Uh, what about uh, Brash? Tell me a little Brash, bit about him. It's good. Uh, so a fourth round pick of the Padres in 2019. Mariners got him in an absolute steal of a trade in 2020. Uh, he went to Niagara, baseball powerhouse itself. Um, he has one of the nastiest sliders I've ever okay. seen. The thing moves like a frisbee. Good. It's so great. that's that's cool his out pitch and, yep. and what he Slider, goes to. He's got a plus curveball too. His fastball is also plus. I mean, the th- the ding on him is command in the strike zone. He's got kind of a violent delivery, so it's not like super consistent, but. He's fun to watch. He'll go probably four or five innings today. Good. He's on an innings limit, but I'm excited to watch him. Now, speaking of innings limit and bit, on the record today, I interviewed Oregon State pitching coach Rich Dorman. Rich will be a guest tomorrow, and we can talk further when we have more time. But for Chew on This, the Oregon State created a video show, Chew on This, Toyota, McDonald's, Sponsors, they do a great job in bringing full coverage of Oregon State Athletics with Hadley Heck and, and Derek Neff and others working on it. <coughs> Rich Dorman was the guest. Cooper Jerpy and Ben Ferrer will also be on the show this week. But Rich confirmed that Jake Fennigs will start against Long Beach State on Thursday. Well, that's good to hear. And he'll be on a, a, a pretty sh- short pitch count, 30 to 35, but they're going to see how he does, ramp him up. Get him back, we hope, into the full rotation in the next couple of weeks. But he gets a start Thursday as Jake Benigs against Long Beach State, uh, 535. That's going to do it for today. A full show tomorrow. Let's hope John feels better. Thanks to all of you for your calls, texts, and tuning our way on The Joe Beaver Show. Here's the microphone. Is this thing on? This is KEJO Corvallis. Everybody hear me? We're on in five. And QID. 1240. Joe Radio.